In order to become great in the eyes of God, you must first become little. What's going on, everyone? It's Ricky, and uh, this is Adrian, and this is Small Like Paul. Welcome to uh, episode two. And, uh, <laughs> yes, sir. We're here. Um, we're super excited to be sharing with you guys um, in the message of Paul today, um, in the message of the gospel, and uh, the message of Jesus Christ, uh, our risen Lord. And uh, me and Adrian are here to just be sharing with you guys. Um, we hope uh, you guys saw episode one, the intro episode renamed. Um, and if you haven't, make sure you guys go check it out. It'll kind of introduce what this is, what we're doing here within this podcast and within, within this new uh, journey of ours. And uh, we're just really excited to keep it going, to keep uh, kind of exploring um, all that the Lord wants us uh, to in this calling. And uh, yeah, we're just we're just super excited. Um, so today we have a really special, really special message to share with you guys. Um, it's from um, a chapter of the Bible that some have deemed the greatest the chapter, <laughs> at, least, at least the greatest chapter in um, in all of Paul's writings. And there's a lot. There's a lot. There is mentioned a lot. Last time, um, <laughs> he wrote like 70% of the New Testament, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, what Ricky says is so... Is so uh, so true, and um, I think this chapter probably hits home uh, with a lot of people. Um, and uh, we're just gonna kind of like dive deep uh, in it right now. We're gonna um, we're gonna be reading specifically uh, Romans uh, eight twelve through seventeen with a few cameos of, <laughs> of other verses. <laughs> so I don't know. You want to get into it right now, or you have anything else to uh, say before beforehand? Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to give um, a little bit of a context. Go ahead. Um, All right. Viewers and whatnot. So, um, historically, and we're, me, listen, me and Adrian are no historians. We're not theologians. We are laymen. <laughs> we are um, part of the Lady of the Church. And, and just two dudes who are so inspired by Paul, specifically this um, scripture, these verses, are some that really inspired us to even do this podcast in the first place. Yeah. And to go into this journey um, and to do the work, to do the research um, that we want to do, but also to reflect on our own journeys to the heart of Christ, you know, and um, just like following in, in Paul's example, excuse me, um, to to the heart of Christ and, and, and learning from him and learning from his writing. So this is a really special one for us um, because it, it was a big thing that spurred this journey for us. But um, yeah, I wanted to give a little bit of historical context to the viewers. So um, basically at this point in Paul's journey, it's actually really late in his kind of career, in his career of writing these letters at this point. And um you know, the Roman church had already been established. And um, we talked about it a little bit last time. Um, but something that Christ commissioned um, Paul to do um, specifically was to uh, preach the gospel to the Gentiles. Because obviously, you know, the rest of these guys um, are preaching to the Jews um, and trying to explain to them, hey, you, you know, this Messiah that we've been looking for. Yeah, he came. We put him to death like he's he was here. Yeah. Um, and so he, he has redeemed us. He had, and, you know, kind of explained the whole gospel message. Paul's commissioning by Christ was specifically to, uh, spread the gospel to the Gentiles. And so right now, so he's in this letter to the Romans, um, and specifically we're talking about Romans chapter eight today, but in this entirety of the letter, it's one of his longest, um, basically explanations of the gospel message to any group, to any church. And so basically at this time, it's around, uh, they estimate from either 80, 80 50 to 
58. Yeah, um, repeat that one more time. I think I think I lost you uh, just right before that. Yeah, no worries. For some reason. No worries. So around the time that Paul wrote the, um, the his letter to the Romans, they estimate, historians estimate that it was around maybe AD 56 to 58, anywhere mm-hmm. between there. And um, he's basically, his idea is, one, this church, the Roman church at this time, is made up of Jewish Christians and Gentile Christians, people that weren't Jews, basically, right? And so they're very divided at this time um, that he's writing to them. And he wanted to unify them. And he also wanted to kind of glean support because he wanted to go travel west. So he wanted to be able to travel to Rome. He's At this time, he's in Greece, um, in Corinth. And he wanted to travel west to Spain. So he's basically sending the gospel message to these to these Romans, to this Roman church, to unify them, but also to gain support from them so that he can travel and preach the gospel even more. So that's kind of where he's at. Um, yeah, that's kind of at where he's at when um, when he writes this letter. Yeah, and it's uh, good to know this history too. Like it's yeah. important. It's important to look up these foot the footnotes and the history of like wh- when everything is going on because you you can kind of put yourself in their in their in their shoes. Or yeah. in their mandals, you know. So, <laughs> so um, you can put yourself there. Like all jokes aside, you put yourself there, and you can actually understand, you know, the actual uh, um, crisis of events that may be occurring and all that. Um, yeah, yeah. And and the crazy thing is, like these are these are real people, man. Like Paul is a real person writing. Like I how said, how many times? How many times do we need to remind ourselves? <laughs> this is not an this is not an it's not just a narrative you know this is not yeah. um it's not a fictional uh you know it's it's crazy uh yeah it's not a fictional storyline yeah. man it's a it's it, you're completely right you're on the money with that and it's just we need to remind ourselves um that there is history behind why paul was writing these things when paul was writing these things what the purpose is you know what i mean and so and it provides context for what his his goal is in these letters, in these writings. And they're not just beautiful writings. Like, there's actual purpose behind them, you yeah. know? But the, and they are beautiful. Um, but, yeah, man, so let's get into it. Let's um, get into it. If you want, um, if you want to read to us uh, Romans it. 8, chapter 12. Um, Romans chapter 8, verses 12 through 17. Verses 12 through 17. So, uh, so then, brethren, we are under obligation not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. Wow. Come on. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) There's so much, there's there's so much just richness in this. Yeah. Um, where do we begin? Where do we begin? <laughs> it's insane, man. And we, so to give the viewers a little context for us yeah, in the frame of reference that we are, we mentioned in the intro episode, um, we were doing devotionals together during yes. our, our Exodus 90 fast. And um, one of them 
specifically was talking about these verses. And something that really stuck out to us was verse 17, mm-hmm. um, which for us, it was crazy. We were trying to like go back and re- like go back to see what exact day that we read the devotional. And then it also, it was crazy because at the time it lined up exactly with our reflection for the fast. Um, it was just wild. It was just a crazy, crazy kind of confluence of events. Wow. Look at that SAT word. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but yeah. And so me and agent were so struck by that verse being adopted into the family of God. Um, it was crazy, man. (laughs) Oh, and I mean, we can, we can look into the history of adoption. Um, I think when we think of adoption, when, when I, I guess when we first read this first, you know, it's kind of, it doesn't seem as personable to me, you know, when you first, when you first read this first, you know, you, you think adoption and, and you yeah. think, you know, like, but aren't we already, uh, you know, aren't we already like children of God, you know, sons, yeah, aren't yeah. We already sons and daughters. Um, when you really look in depth and I, I'll pull it up right here. Um, when you look up what Roman adoption means, which we could probably assume is what Paul was talking about, uh, yeah. being, you know, Romans and in Rome <laughs> at the time. So, and I could pull it up here for us. <sighs> Sorry, I just totally went away. So basically, um, it's back. Um, being adopted in Rome. So adopting a child meant uh, that child was freely chosen by the parents, desired by the parents. That child would be a permanent part of the family. Parents couldn't disown a child they adopted. So don't you for one second believe that you're not a child of God. Don't you for one second believe that uh, that you're disowned or that you are just forgotten. Um, and he goes on and says, an adopted child received a new identity, renamed. Uh, yeah. Any prior commitments, responsibilities, and debts were, or debts were, were erased. New rights and responsibilities were taken on. Wow. Also, yeah. in ancient Rome, the concept of inheritance was part of life, not something that began, began at death. So this is, uh, this is crazy because when we think of adoption in modern day, like modern day adoption, you know, if I was adopted, um, or if I knew I was adopted, rightfully so, I would want to, you know, um, I'd want to find my biological parents. I would want to speak with them and stuff like that. Um, in this case, in this Roman adoption, all that is forgotten because what you're looking for, what you're searching for is what you already have. Um, yeah. And the biological, almost in a sense, you could almost allude it to what Paul, what Paul talks about at the beginning yeah. where he talks about the flesh, mm. right? So we go from, this idea of living in the flesh to living in the spirit, uh, yep. you know, verse six, something is something that we, we also really, um, really stuck out to both of us. And it says here, the concern, the concern of the flesh is death, but the concern of the spirit is life and peace. And he continues on in 12. Um, Consequently, brothers, we are not debtors to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But by the, but if by the spirit you put to death, the deeds of the body, you will live, mm. right? And so the crazy thing is about this, 
and we can go back over to verse 17, but I think to frame it and to kind of contextualize it in this sense, right? Like I was, I was doing my research and in Romans seven specifically, like Paul is literally like crying out. So like all these seven chapters before this, he's literally kind of trying to explain the gospel message, right? Explain this idea of um, justification, right? Yeah. Being made righteous in, in Christ, right? And so in all these seven chapters before Romans 8, he's basically using this to explain that the law, the law, the, the Mosaic law, which is, by the way, going back, he's a, he was a rabbi before yeah. he came to Christ. You know what I mean? And so the law was everything, basically. And so when he talks about through chapters one through seven, literally explaining, hey, the law has a right to condemn us. Like, we deserve condemnation. Yeah. We are debtors, you know? Children of wrath. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And literally. And then come into Romans 8, chapter 8. He's going, he's going over and over and over. We, we deserve condemnation. We deserve condemnation. Then Romans 8, he says, but we're no longer condemned. Mm. Like literally at the end of Romans chapter 7, he literally says this quote. He says, wretched man that I am. Like who basically, and then he says, goes on to say, who will save me? Who will save me? He's talking about this problem of sin. We have this cycle of sin living in the flesh, living in, in these worldly desires that we have as humans within our humanity. And, you know, we are fleshly, like we are people of the flesh. We can't keep the law. It's, it's almost like impossible for us. Like we've inherited this condemnation, but guess what happens? When we're adopted into the family of God, we like we inherit his righteousness. We inherit his goodness, his his will, his glory. We become co-heirs mm. of, um, of Christ uh, to the goodness and glory that God has for us. We have become righteous. We have become justified through him. So literally, he's talking about saying all this time, okay, we can live in the law. We can live in the flesh. Yeah. And we're condemned. But we're not. If you accept Christ Jesus in your life, if you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you're no longer condemned. You are no a son. You are a daughter. It's crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was uh, that was something, Ricky. Thank you for that, for that <laughs> research. <laughs> <laughs> got to do it, bro. You got to do it. Um, yeah, man. And so I think the main thing about this chapter is that he is calling us. To not only live in the spirit, but better yet, to live in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God him, Himself mm. uh, dwells upon us when we accept Christ um, into our lives. And so, okay, we can try to do things on our own. You know, we can try to live the life that we've always, like the, the menial, trivial tasks that we go about on a daily basis yeah. um, as humans in this life, in this society, with the pressures that we have. Or... We can live a life walking and being and living in the spirit, living with the Holy Spirit guiding us. Literally yeah. later on in, in the chapter, it, Paul goes on to speak about the, the spirit intercedes on our behalf. Like when we don't know what to pray for, the Holy Spirit intercedes and prays for us. That's such a beautiful groaning. thing. Yeah, it's like it's it's almost like another assurance of, you know, God um, already knows what we what we need you know uh whether we pray for it or not um yeah. and i think it's so easy to forget 
the Holy Spirit. I feel, I feel like oftentimes it's not it's not preached or it's not uh, spoken of um, right. as much as the two other uh, uh, parts of the uh, of the Trinity. So, um, yeah, I mean that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, what you just said right now, like the whole, uh, um, like interceding for us, you know, and all that, like. Uh, that's we have the best guide in the spirit we have the best guide it's like it's like you it's like he holy spirit is almost like the uh the travel guide of your life you know like <laughs> sending you to the right places you know you just gotta trust you gotta trust him <laughs> you yeah. gotta trust him yeah yeah man he is and it's like it's crazy because and and like you know i think we as christians in general um, like we oftentimes look to, okay, this set of rules, I got to follow this set of rules, so on and so forth. But really it becomes about, okay, if you're living in the Holy spirit and obviously yeah. the precepts are made for a reason, like the, you know, the, the commands that the Lord has given us are made for a reason. But if you're living in the spirit, it becomes a thing of like, okay, it's not that I'm just trying to like kind of adhere to these rules anymore. It's because I don't want to disappoint my father. You know what I mean? The father that's adopted me, the father that has given me so much um, out of the, like, literally, like, he didn't need to. He didn't need us, he, yeah. you know, but he desires us. <laughs> and so it becomes a thing of, like, I don't want to disappoint my father. You know, like, I want to live in the spirit because I want to live in the spirit. Like, that's my desire, the desire of my heart. Um, yeah. And, like, we could just, we, we literally, this is not a transactional relationship. Like we can, we can give, we can do all these different things. We can work and do all these different things for the kingdom. But if you don't have a relationship with the person of Jesus, if you don't have a relationship with Holy Spirit, um, with the father, like it kind of all goes out the window. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now we've been put in a place where we can have right relationship. Jesus literally tells the rest of the disciples, he says, I no longer call you slaves. I call you friends. And he literally model like models them how to, view this guy this father this almost authoritarian figure in the in the jewish tradition as no, no no call him abba father like call him papa like you know what i mean like that's that's who he is to us that's yeah. who he is to me so that's who he should be to you yeah and that's that's something that really struck us bro um i remember when we were reading because we were reading a devotional the um that that devotional that had this scripture in it and then on the same day it was talking about in the reflection about the fatherhood of god calling out abba father to him um, yeah in, in exodus yeah yeah the reflection yeah um yeah and i think like um and we could talk more about exodus too like like yeah just being fellow heirs with christ like what a what is what a, what a phrase like <laughs> yeah. um to think of yourself um co-crucified um that's 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 what that's what kind of what brought me through exodus mainly uh it was it was that sacrifice knowing that um you know i may also be glorified with him uh and yeah. we could we can also let's let's bring in a cameo verse right now i know that you want to speak on this first so let's bring in that cameo verse <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so we wanted to talk about also um romans 8 18 and the reason that we didn't bring include it in the original text is because it's kind of like a different idea right but i think it's really important and it goes back to what Adrian was just talking about right there and he says here um in verse 18 um okay 
I consider that the sufferings of this present time are as nothing compared with the glory to be re- to be revealed for us. And so how right, fitting so right, how fitting is that, man? It's fitting for this time too cuz yeah. you know we mentioned before we're in covid times obviously. Um and uh, let me just go back backtrack a little bit to verse 17. And if children then heirs heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, co-heirs. And if only we suffer with him so that we we may also be glorified with him. And then it goes on, he goes on to say, I consider, but I consider that the sufferings of this present time are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed in us. Mm-hmm. So the reason I wanted to talk about that is I think it's perfect time to look at the sufferings of this world and remind ourselves that they're temporary. Like yeah. if we live in the spirit, if we choose to um, not live in the flesh, um, and choose to say, oh, I don't, I don't owe you anything. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like if we choose to live in the spirit, like literally we have the opportunity to have eternal glory, like live in communion with the father forever. And, and it starts like, from, yeah, it starts from embracing that suffering yeah. just as Christ did. Wow. Um, embracing the suffering just as Christ did. And then, you know, later you shall be rewarded and glorified with him. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just like this, like, uh, Romans eight, um, 18 is, is almost a reminder of just like, whatever you're thinking right now in these moments, uh, whatever is, uh, whatever's, <laughs> whatever's bringing you down, like embrace that suffering, embrace it. Don't allow it to, uh, con- to consume you. Um, yeah. What a beautiful thing. What a like beautiful reminder that is, um, and how fitting that is for now. Um, we honestly, uh, we didn't even have this verse in mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was, uh, that was actually a cool, like little, um, I guess reminder, just, uh, God incidents, I guess you would call it. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and it was wild because I just thought that we, and we've talked about suffering a lot, you and me, um, and obviously it's not suffering for the sake of suffering per se. It's like when you have the suffering, when you encounter the suffering and we went through a, a little bit, you know, um, within our fast, like every, and you know, all of us within of all of our brothers, <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> come on, Let's be, come on. Don't, don't downplay me, man. Don't downplay me. I did good. I did a good went job. Through a lot. Went through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, <laughs> you know, like it's, when we were going through that suffering though we uh, you you talked about this last time when you went in those cold showers you're like all right i'm gonna do this for the glory of christ i want to do this for my brothers like you know i'm gonna unite my suffering with that of christ um we are co-crucified and because we're co-crucified we're co-heirs right and we but we have to do that intentionally we have to say look i'm going to present these sufferings at the foot of the cross i'm gonna unite my sufferings with this You know, and when we do that, like Paul talks about this a lot, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in another episode at some point. But Paul talks about rejoicing in suffering all the time, delighting in suffering. That sounds masochistic, honestly. Like, let's be real. Like, it sounds a little wild and a little crazy yeah. to say, but rather, no, like, uh, I'll tell a quick little story. Like, Francis Chan, he's a great evangelical pastor. Um, and he was talking um, to a Catholic audience, actually, which is really great. And talk about unification. You know, I, I love that. But anyways, it was it was crazy. Um, they were asking him questions about the persecuted Christian church, the persecuted, um, 
you know, underground churches in China and he's Chinese yeah. um, and he's visited them. So they were asking him like, like, what was that experience like for you? And he, he, he was talking about it. He was talking about going over to where the Christian churches were persecuted and speaking to some of the church leaders. And he was talking to one of the main church leaders and asking him, how do you guys, how do you guys do this? Like, how you guys, how can you guys thrive in the midst of all this, this suffering, this persecution that you guys are experiencing? How is it possible? And the thing that he told Francis was that we've, we've learned how to rejoice in our suffering. And that blew his mind because he came to this realization, oh, shoot, like if you're an individual or a church or whatever it may be, if you learn how to rejoice in suffering, like the enemy can send all types of things your way. But guess what? You've become you become a person that delights in that suffering, takes it as instead of it being an obstacle, it becomes yeah. an opportunity. When you rejoice, an opportunity to when you rejoice in the suffering, you will never suffer. Yeah. You never suffer alone. Yeah. It's such a beautiful thing. Amen. It's a beautiful thing. He literally said the words, when you learn how to rejoice in suffering, you've become unstoppable. <laughs> Think about that. And that's wild. Um, and there's a lot of suffering that's going on in this world right now. There's a lot of people that are, that have dealt with <clears throat> a lot of suffering, um, losing jobs, losing yeah. family members, all this, all this kind of stuff. And, and we have to acknowledge that, that that's painful. That is awful thing to go through and our hearts go out to if, of course, if any of our no. experienced have experienced any of those things like our hearts go out to you we're praying for you we're lifting you up um but to remind ourselves that like the sufferings of this world are temporary and they're nothing nothing compared to the glory the eternal glory that we're going to experience um one day you know yeah. hopefully hopefully yeah <laughs> we well, can only hope and, and that's why that's why the earlier verses are important. Live yeah. in the live in the spirit, live in the spirit. not in the flesh. Live in the spirit. Yeah. Um yeah, it's so rich, bro. This whole chapter is so rich. Um there's a there's a quote that one of our favorite guys, Matt Fried, always says. And he um he says, I I owed a debt I could not pay. And Jesus paid a debt that he did not owe. He paid the debt for us. Exactly, yeah. I've heard and, that, yes. Yeah, and so it goes back to being debtors. Like, who are we really debtors to? Yeah. And it's, we it's, owe it all to him. It's You can't pay someone else's debt if you, have, if you have debt yourself. And Christ came to this world with no debt at all, you know? Mm -hmm. He picked our own. He paid our own debt. Um, the same thing as, you know, uh, uh, you can't you know, pay someone else's debt here on earth with having your own debt you got to pay for. Um, yeah. so yeah, That's what a so beautiful true. thing. And, uh, I mean, I think we're, we're just about ready to wrap up in prayer unless you have some, uh, finishing touches. No, man. That's, I mean, that's the crazy, that's just, the craziest thought I mean, that's, that such, I that's just a, a good thought to just to leave them on. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, honestly, man. Um, I, I just want to let, um, the viewers know just listen um one if you accept christ jesus in your life like like everything else will be taken care of honestly like you know you, you obviously um doing the daily surrender having that daily choice um to love him to serve mm -hmm. him to devote your life to him that's part of it of course but that first step is the most important part because 
he like we are no longer condemned you know we are no longer slaves to the to that fear um we now live and have the opportunity to live in freedom in true freedom yeah um so for any of you guys that are struggling and this is a struggling kind of this is a struggle like this is a tough thing it's tough not to live in the flesh like this world is enticing like this world there's a lot of things in this world that are um incredibly like just like tempting you know to yeah. indulge um you know i mean me and adrian went on a fast where we literally took all those things away from our lives and even so like you know you would think like oh, okay i don't need this anymore no like you come back and you struggle yeah like it's not easy it's not easy easy to live in the spirit but if you develop this devotion and this desire and this longing like and if you work on it on a daily basis you take the time to spend with the lord you worship out of devotion out of want and desire that changes everything to live in the spirit to live in holy spirit he welcomes us we have that authority we have that power um that christ has given us just 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 accept him you know like that's that's really all it takes like he we simplify he he simplifies what we complicate yeah like he just wants our heart (laughs) you know um yeah so let go let god let him do his thing, you know. All right, and uh, so oh, Adrian, do you want to end this end this up in prayer? Yeah, yeah, I'll do. I'll do the deed. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> my Lord and my God, Abba Father. There's so much to pray about. <laughs> so much to pray about. Lord, teach us how to pray. Lord, teach us how to uh, how to rejoice in suffering, to not allow ourselves to be consumed by suffering, but to conquer it, to offer it. Lord, thank you for the reminder of the debt that your son paid. The debt that we have uh, no way on earth in, in any life, um, you know, the chance to even pay (laughs) everything that we couldn't have done. You have done for us, Lord. Lord, help us to put to death the deeds of the body and live in the spirit fully. Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters who are suffering during these times. Um, For those who, uh, for those who don't know you, uh, for those in our families who don't know you, in our friend groups who don't know you, who, our coworkers who don't know you, Lord, we uh, um, we ask that we can be in light in, uh, in sharing your gospel and sharing your love with them. Pray this, Lord, in your heavenly name. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Woo. So, <laughs> that's uh, episode two of uh, Small Like Paul. Um Hopefully we're gaining traction at this point. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're actually having a great time. Uh, even if we're talking to ourselves, uh, this is really what it is. Um, and we just, uh, we, we're, we're honored to have the, the technology and the equipment to invite you guys into these conversations that Ricky and I have um, that we've had uh, for what, for maybe years now um, on, on like, on, uh, what's the word called? On, uh, on off the air off the air there we go <laughs> that's what i was thinking um so yeah 
thank you everyone uh we love you guys and uh, stay tuned because we got a lot more coming yeah guys and make sure to follow us on our social media um at small like paul um make sure to like this video subscribe uh, please share it with your friends so that they can get this message as well and the future messages as well uh, when you subscribe, click the notification bell so you can always see when our videos populate. You know, all that good YouTube YouTube jazz. And uh, no, guys, we love you guys. Um, we're praying for you guys. Um, and just thank you for joining us on this journey. Thank you for joining us in discussions. We'll see you guys next time. Yeah, good thing you're on this, uh, on this show because I would forget to say all those things. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Mucho amor. Peace. Stay tuned. Peace.